You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron, live with Ethan Haristadoulou. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Greek's Gridiron. It is that time of the week again where we do our power rankings for all 32 teams going from worst to first with every single one of those teams in the NFL. Probably one of my more f- more fun videos, at least for me, to go through. Stressful to put together, but fun to talk about with you guys. As always, if you enjoy the content, make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe. We're almost halfway through the season, so midseason power rankings comes up next week. Exciting stuff to kind of see where everyone shakes out midway through the year. But let's get into the conversation, shall we? Let me know in the comment section down below as we get into this video. What am I getting right? What am I getting wrong? Discuss why your team should be here or there if you do not agree with where I have them. But without further ado, let's go. So here's how we're going to do it. We're going to start off with the first seven teams, and then I'll reveal every single group after that in groups of five. So starting with 32 through 26, I'll pull them up on the screen for you now. First bottom two teams, those ones on the far right there, the Texans sitting in last place. They've been sitting in last place for quite a while now as they continue to get blown out by everyone that they go against. And then right after them at 31 is the New York Jets, who just got completely blown out probably by the biggest scoreline of the season, a score of 54 to 13 to the New England Patriots. While Tom Brady might not be there, it seems to be the same old Jets and Patriots rivalry that everyone is accustomed to here in the AFC East. Then coming in at number 30, we have the Detroit Lions. They fall to the LA Rams this week. So I have them sitting here at number 30, the only team without a win, but not the worst team in the league. They were pretty competitive in that Rams game. So they keep themselves out of that little far right corner on the screen there with those 31 and 32 ranked teams. Then at number 29, we have the Miami Dolphins, who again have taken another loss at home to the Atlanta Falcons in a tough one where they were they had the lead towards the end of the game, but Matt Ryan and company were able to drive down the football field and put themselves into position to kick a winning field goal by Young Hoku. And so the Dolphins are sitting at 29. A lot of rumors swirling right now about Deshaun Watson potentially heading there. And there's a few other teams in the mix as well. But Dolphins have the heaviest rumors in their favor. Uh, and it sounds like Deshaun Watson will be able to play. So Miami's Miami's fortunes could turn around pretty quickly if Watson's available. And he is the one that is going to be quarterbacking their team come the November 2nd deadline. Because it sounds like Watson's going to get moved at some point this week. Coming in at number 28, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars by week. Uh, I believe they, I don't know if they moved up or down. I think they might have moved up only because the Dolphins moved down in this situation. So off for the week, but they do move up. I am a little bit more confident in the Jaguars than I am in the Miami Dolphins right now. So Jaguars sitting at number 28. Panthers take a free fall. I believe they were sitting at number 22 last week. They are now sitting at number 27. I, at this point, no longer have any belief in that offense after watching them I think put up a grand total of 10 points in the last eight quarters of play. They did not score a touchdown against the Giants. And I want to say the offense only accounted for one score or maybe two scores actually in that game against the Vikings last week. Either Sam Darnold's not it or Joe Brady's not it. I don't know. One or the combination of the two needs to be sent packing at some point. And, and, you know, we saw Sam Darnold get benched during the game. I don't know that, you know, they, and then they, they turned around and then they said, Sam Darnold is our guy. I really don't know what to believe in at this point. 
Then coming in at number 26, we have the Denver Broncos, who I believe slips down some more considering that they just lost to the Cleveland Browns, who were led by Case Keenum and a running back that nobody has heard of up until this point that isn't a fan of Cleveland. So Broncos continue their free fall along with the Panthers, two teams that started out 3-0 and since then have dropped four straight games. A lot of disappointment going on in both Carolina and in Denver. Now, revealing up 25 through 21, we'll pull them up on the screen. We have the New York Giants, who slide up quite a bit here. They were actually ranked, I believe, at 31 last week, and I moved them all the way up to 25 because at this point, now that they're starting to get pieces back and I can kind of see where the offense is going, they were able to put up 25 points against the Panthers' defense. That's been pretty good. They just literally have no offense to help them out and get them off the field or keep them off the field for a while. <clears throat> So I do have a little bit more belief in the Giants than I do those teams that are all behind them. So they slide up quite a bit, even though they were only beating the Panthers. But I do like where the Giants are heading as players get healthy and start to come back. Then at number 24, we have the Bears who continue their free fall down the leaderboards. They were pretty high. I think they were around like 15 or 14 at their highest on my boards. Uh, they started out pretty hot and have since been continuing to get blown out every other week where they come into a game and it just seems like they have no game plan whatsoever. They it, they just kind of showed up to play against the Buccaneers, and that was about all that they did in that game, minus the field goal they were able to kick there. At number 23, we have the Washington football team who... Um, they're a mixed bag. Their defense is not great. And then some weeks, Taylor Heineke looks like he could be one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And then other weeks, he looks like a guy who was starting for the XFL last year. Not really sure what to make of Washington at this point, but they are sliding more and more down the leaderboards. And honestly, uh, it's kind of a toss up between the Eagles and the Washington football team for the bottom dwellers of with the Giants there for the bottom dwellers of the NFC each, which is literally just the Cowboys and then everyone else. I don't really know who should be where in the bottom of that NFC East list. I believe every single team is two and five at this point. So we'll have to see how that division shakes out in the bottom. But I mean, it's the Cowboys and everybody else at this point in the NFC East. Eagles are sitting, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm like losing my voice here. Eagles are sitting at number 22, right above the Washington football team. Took another tough loss to the Raiders here. The game score was a lot closer than the actual game was. At one point, the Raiders were able to put up a grand total of 24 points in the process of Jalen Hurts only throwing a one completed pass. I don't even know if the pass was completed. I think he just threw the pass and it was incomplete. A lot of, a lot of issues going on in Philadelphia. I really don't know if Nick Sirianni is the guy. It just feels like when I'm watching him coach the Eagles, it feels like he's kind of at a loss. And Jalen Hurts, for what it's worth, was not the issue on this team. It was just the way the game plan was and the way the defense was kind of failing. And I don't know if it's – I don't – I don't know what the Eagles, I really don't know what's going on. There's a lot of talent on the team and it just seems like they're kind of fumbling around and it feels like it's the leadership of the team. I, I loved Nick Sirianni as the offensive coordinator for the Colts, but when he got that job as the head coach of the Eagles, I kind of saw that, like did not see that coming at all. And it kind of just came out of nowhere as a lot of other people in the league seem to think. So I don't know. I, I don't, I just don't think leadership is in the right place for Philadelphia right now. Jalen hurts is, is he's kind of hot and cold depending on the week and who he's going against. He has some bright spots. He has some low spots. Some people are questioning his leadership in Philadelphia. I've seen a lot of fans talking about that. When I read through comment sections on things, others think he's a great leader again, mixed bag. It depends on who you're talking to when you're talking about Philadelphia. 
Up next, to top off 25-21, at 21, we have the Seattle Seahawks, who, despite their loss, actually move up on the board, more so because I just believe in them more than the Eagles, Washington, and the Bears. They were able to keep it a tight game with the Saints, despite the fact that Geno Smith was playing for them, and they're also missing their star running back in Chris Carson. Uh, I like the I like the Seahawks. They're a good team. They're just in a really tough spot right now. But with Russell Wilson on his way back, things should start to get a little bit better for the team. But right now, they're sitting at only 21. Next group of five at number 20, San Francisco 49ers taking a little bit of a free fall here. They lost to the Colts this past week in pretty disappointing fashion. A lot of turnovers for the team. It was a very rainy game. So obviously turnovers were going to be at a premium and or not even at a premium in this one. This, they were going to be happening very regularly. And there was seven fumbles that happened during the game on top of a few interceptions as well from Jimmy G. Um, I, People are starting to question Kyle Shanahan. Aside from that Super Bowl run, he does not have a lot of wins under his belt as head coach over there in San Francisco. It sounds like he's going with Jimmy G, despite the fact that Trey Lance is coming back, which in my opinion kind of is the right move because it seems like Trey Lance does need more time to kind of learn and grow. And realistically speaking, I think Trey Lance has a high ceiling, but more so just it's that he needs he needs time. He needs time to develop. He was probably the most raw talent in the draft for the quarterbacks, and he needs more time to sit and learn in this league before he can become a truly successful quarterback. He has shown flashes of talent. His arm strength is clearly there, but he's also airmailed a handful of passes when he is playing, and it's clear that he needs to learn how to really rein in and control that arm that he has on him. But the defense, not looking too hot in that rainy weather either. To be honest with you, I picked the Colts to win that game, and I didn't expect it to be as far apart of a game as it was. And the fact that you're letting an indoor team come into your home stadium in rough weather like that and kind of manhandle you just speaks to the struggles that this 49ers team has right now. Also, where the hell is Brandon Ayuk? I don't know. San Francisco fans, I'm sure you're wondering the same thing. At number 19... Atlanta Falcons, they move up from the purgatory that was the 20s that they were in for a little bit here. Uh, They're moving up a lot more, more so because, again, I trust the Falcons more than some teams that have slipped down on this board. Uh, Overall, you got Matt Ryan. You have a solid defense, and Matt Ryan proved that he can still get it done when he needs to. Usually they're on the uh, opposite end of the stick where they're getting, you know, that last-second loss or blowing a lead or something like that, but... This time around, they were the ones snatching up a late game win, kicking a field goal, and running out of Miami with a W. So I like where the Falcons are right now. I like where they're going. If they can continue to work on getting Kyle Pitts the football, who is starting to look like the generational tight end talent that he was, I have some really high hopes for the Atlanta Falcons offense, and I think it'll only help this defense that is still trying to figure out its identity there in Atlanta. At number 18, we have the Indianapolis Colts, who obviously we just talked about it upset win over the San Francisco 49ers. I think things are starting to gel over there in Indianapolis. They're starting to look better and better each week. Jonathan Taylor has really emerged as the guy with number two in rushing yards this season. And I love the way he plays. I love his physical, you know, not afraid to run somebody over, but if he gets an open space, he can break away for a touchdown. Really love his play style. Michael Pittman is truly becoming like a number one wide receiver for them as well. Uh, They're dealing with some injuries and still winning games. That's what matters. I like where they're going. Still have a lot to prove, in my opinion, especially for me as a Colts fan. I'm very critical of them. They still have a lot to prove, but I like them at 18. Number 17, we have the Chiefs, who continue to free fall. Um, They've got some issues, man. The defense, I just don't know about the defense anymore. Their defense is really bad, really, really bad. They seem to just let 
anyone come in and whether they're in Kansas City or on the road, just get absolutely demolished. We watched the Titans kind of dismantle this defense from start to finish. And offensively, there's clearly some problems as well. They brought in pieces to upgrade the O-line, and it does not look like the offensive line is gelling yet, despite the fact that they have some pretty big names co- you know, covering Patrick Mahomes is back there. But... I don't know, man. I really just don't understand the issue. They have a great coach. They have a great quarterback. They have some awesome skilled players. I guess it really is just the offensive line is struggling to protect and and really do anything for the running game. The running game has been an issue for a while now, and they've really relied on Mahomes' arm to kind of bail them out from that, and it's worked up until this point. That defense, though, is just... Things are not looking good for them defensively, and I think that they have a lot to look at for the next few weeks. And if this is a year where they end up missing the playoffs, that defense is going to need a massive overhaul because it seems like they've been figured out offensively. Everyone's just rushing for and dropping back into coverage, and Mahomes can't find open players anymore. He's fumbling. He's throwing picks. Granted, he has a lot of – and I said this last week. He has a lot of picks. A lot of them have been tipped. But, I mean, you could also argue that he's throwing them into really tight windows and kind of bad spots that are leading to these tips to end up being picks. So whatever you want to point the finger at, the Chiefs have a lot they need to be looking at as they head into next week. Next up, we have uh, the Vikings, who move up a couple spots, more so because a few teams slipped down in the Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. They didn't play this week, but I do have them at number 16. They looked pretty well uh, going up against the Panthers last week, and if they continue to do offensively what they did last week, then I think that this is a team that could be right on the outside of the playoff bubble or even slipping in at the number 7 seed for the NFC should they continue to play really well. It's ultimately that this team is going to go as far as the defense lets them. I said that literally before the season even started, and I think that's that still holds true to this point. The offense is very talented. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. Dalvin Cook, wide receivers, you know, we all know who's playing on offense for the Vikings. It's all about that defense and just how well that defense can play, and it seems like that defense is still struggling despite some additions and reworking this past offseason. 15 through 11 at number 15, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers did not play this week. They were on a bye as well. Um, I, I love their defense. The offense is still suspect, but that's why they're right outside of the playoff bubble here in my list, uh, literally at number 15. I think that the Steelers, if they can just get a little bit more to Ben Roethlisberger and lean more on Najee Harris, this team could make it into the playoffs. It is a possibility. They made it to three and three heading into their bye week, as was their goal when they fell to one and three. I really love the defense, man. They play so well. They're so good. It's just that they they need the offense to back them up because that defense is a playoff caliber defense. And in a Super Bowl defense at that, in my opinion, it's just about that offense. I know that they're missing Juju Smith-Schuster now. Ben Roethlisberger is not necessarily playing the best. He's not young anymore. He's not a spring chicken, but they have a young workhorse running, <clears throat> excuse me, running back. And Najee Harris, they need to lean on him a little bit more to help out Ben Roethlisberger open up some passing lanes. At number 14, the New England Patriots, who I've been hammering for a while now. I believe this team can make it to the playoffs. Mac Jones looked his best this week. I understand they were playing the Jets, but in this league, especially in the situation of being a rookie quarterback, if you're trying to prove yourself and you think that you're the best, and a lot of people think that he is playing the best out of the five top QBs that were drafted this year, He's the fourth uh, fourth most accurate quarterback in the league right now, which says a lot. On top of that, 
He was able to not only beat the Jets, but beat down on the Jets. He did what he should be doing. I like where Mac Jones is headed so far as a New England Patriots. I like the way this offense is, is throwing in some of those trick plays that they used to do that you know they used to run when Brady was here. They're opening things up more and more. I like the way things are looking, and things are looking up in New England. At number 13, we have the Saints, who actually drop a couple of spots here. I had them at 11 last week. The reason they're dropping is because of their struggles against the Seahawks and also how well the Titans and Browns played and also the Raiders as well. The Saints got the win, don't get me wrong, but they squeaked out against a team that does not have their starting quarterback. The defense is not great. Their offense struggled. Jameis Winston did not play his best game of football. There's some question marks as to just how effective this offensive unit can be. The defense did a solid job holding the Seahawks to 10 points. They should have considering who they were playing, but I, I'm not as sold on the Saints after watching them struggle against a Seattle team that is hobbling around and struggling defensively. This was a game that I, f- I fully expected the Saints to get up at least about 28 points, and they barely won the game, and they won it with a field goal in the last few minutes of the fourth quarter against, again, a very hurt and struggling Seattle team right now. At number 12, we have the Titans, who honestly could arguably be higher on this list just off their performances they've had as of late. But um, I did drop them somewhat low when they lost to the Jets, so they've been working their way back up my power rankings leaderboards, and they are sitting at number 12 now. When healthy, this offense is unbelievable. The defense has proved that they can shut down some good offenses, but... I still need to see a little bit more from this defense in Tennessee. They're, again, they really struggled against the New York Jets, albeit their offense was not fully healthy. When this offense is healthy, that is the big thing. When it is healthy, you have A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry, and Ryan Tannehill slinging the rock behind a really good offensive line. It's as, it's as scary when it's playing out as it is on paper, and that's what we wanted to see. Last week, it was Derrick Henry. This week, it was A.J. Brown. Next week, it could be Julio Jones for skill players, you know, dominating whatever it is that they're doing. So I like Tennessee. I want to see them keep continuing on to this hot streak and being the dominant offense they should be. The defense looked really good, which has been the issue for Tennessee the last, like, year and a half. Let's see how they keep on faring. But right now, I like them at 12. Browns are sitting at number 11. They do slip down one spot, more so because of how a team ahead of them did a little bit better during the week. Uh, They're still alive and well. They don't have Baker Mayfield right now. It sounds like he might miss some more time. Nick Chubb also missing. Kareem Hunt also missing. Jarvis Landry comes back as Odell Beckham goes out. It's like that, you know, they have all these injuries, but they have serviceable backups, and that's a great thing to have. Cleveland has depth, and they have one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league in Case Keenum. They're sitting at 11 because they still squeaked out a win against the Denver Broncos team that's been struggling, but they got the win despite all the adversity at home. Sitting at number 11, the Browns, when Baker Mayfield gets back and he's healthy, if he gets back and he's healthy, and you you get your running backs back, maybe Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry can actually play football at the same time. This can be a very scary Browns team. Next five group, uh, next five, or group of five, excuse me. Number 10, we have the Raiders who find their way back in the top 10 after uh, dropping a few losses, a couple of losses, excuse me, uh, earlier in the year. We now have them sitting back in the top 10 here. I like the Raiders, man. You know, they move past from the John Gruden thing. The offense is looking great. Derek Carr has been playing 
out of his mind. He's literally working on a career best year right now. I have high hopes for this Raiders team with Derek Carr under center. Um, Rich Basakia is doing an excellent job head coaching this team now 2-0 in his very short tenure there as the interim head coach of the Raiders. Uh, this is like a team you're rooting for just because of how bad things have been. They are number one in the AFC West, technically, per tiebreakers. Um, or actually, they might even have a better record than the Chargers. I I don't remember what the Chargers record is right now, but I, I, was, I was just listening to something literally last night that was saying they were number one in the AFC West, which I do have them behind the Chargers, who are sitting at number nine, just because I believe in the Chargers roster a little bit more than the Raiders. The Raiders had an, a, have had a, a kind of a suspect defense, and it seems to be improving as we go through week in and week out. But I like the Chargers at number nine, and I like the Raiders at number 10. Justin Herbert has been an excellent talent this year. Obviously, he did take a shellacking in that uh, Ravens game, but I do like where the Chargers sit at number nine and keeping the Raiders at number 10 for now. I would really like to see this Raiders-Chargers matchup happen soon, and I can't wait till that game comes up because I feel like that'll be a good deciding factor for the AFC West to really show who is the number one team in that division. Um, obviously we just kind of spoke on the Chargers at number nine. Um, they were on a bye week, so they don't really move around much. Then at number eight, we have the Baltimore Ravens who got absolutely whacked by their division rival, the Bengals. Um, the Ravens, they're, they're banged up. And honestly, I think it might've shown going up against such a good team in the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the Ravens are still going to be very competitive, but with all of the injuries mounting up and we still have plenty of season left to play, I'm worried that the Ravens may not even make the playoffs because one, their division is very competitive right now. And two, injuries might continue to mount and prevent them from being able to get there. I'm not doubting the Ravens' ability to win. I'm just worried that there's a lot of football left and a lot of injuries could still possibly happen. And they have had such bad luck with the injuries already. Another big injury or two can really do this team in. I still have them at number eight. I still believe in them. I'm just nervous for them. That's all I'm saying. And I'm sure the Ravens fans out there would agree. A little bit nerve wracking considering how hurt this team is right now. And we have a lot of football to play. Number seven, we have the Bengals moving up on the board. Man, I'm a full believer. The Jamar Chase-Joe Burrow connection is literally one of the best in the league. And... that that's really all you can say about it. The defense has been outstanding over there in Cincinnati. They are just getting better and better every single week. And the fact that they were able to go into Baltimore and blow out the Ravens speaks to how good this roster is. The coaching that Zach Taylor is doing, the way Joe Burrow is managing this offense and the way that defense is able to shut some of the best players down on their opposing team week in and week out is so impressive. Love what the Bengals are doing. And that's why they're sitting at number seven for me. Then at number six, they were on a bye week, so they but they actually got to move up a spot because of play uh, because of the Ravens moving here. So sitting at number six now, we have the Dallas Cowboys um, on a bye week, one of the most impressive teams in the league so far this year. No reason to see them move down. They got to move up on a bye week, so props to you guys. Great job on a good bye. <laughs> but the Cowboys are sitting at number six. Then for my top five, we got the Buffalo Bills sitting at number five, moving up a spot as well. Again, a lot of teams kind of slipped up here because of the Ravens' loss there. Uh, so Bills on a bye week as well. Hopefully 
They get right back on track after a tough loss to the Tennessee Titans. Still one of the best teams in the league at what they do. Uh, you know, they have, they've lost to a really good Titans team at this point and a Steelers team that seems to be having a bounce back season so far, but we'll have to see how that goes. But right now, the way the Bills have played, they've shut down a lot of teams and they've been competitive in literally every single game except for week one. And they were, uh, you know, a few yards short from potentially beating the Titans and only having one loss on their record. Number four, we have the Green Bay Packers, who since their week one blowout loss continue to just kind of roll through every team that they're going against. They're winning the tight games. They're, you know, they're beating down on the bad teams and they're doing what they need to do. Aaron Rodgers, maybe not be having quite the MVP season he was last year, but he's playing well. He's playing efficiently. The running game, a little bit suspect in a game against the Washington football team. However, I still just, I like what they're doing offensively. They seem to be a little bit more of a balanced attack, which is really good. AJ Dillon's really stepping up. You have Aaron Jones there, obviously. Whatever you can do to take some of the weight off of Aaron Rodgers' shoulders will only help this offense. Defense Defense did a good job shutting down an inferior Washington football team offense. So sitting at number four. At number three, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Absolutely whacked the Bears. Not much to really say about that. They continue to sit in the number three spot. Who uh, they are behind at number two, the LA Rams, who were able to come out and get Matthew Stafford a W over his former team. Um, tight game at first was a little bit shaky. The trickery kind of got a little bit out of hand with Detroit, but ultimately they were able to, you know, come back in that second half after kind of rallying back and, you know, shut things down, allowed a field goal in the second half, and that was it. A couple of interceptions to seal the game while Matthew Stafford throws his three touchdown passes and 334 yards. Good game for the LA Rams. They were able to battle back despite a little bit of adversity at the early part of that game. And that's what you want to see from those best teams is, you know, if somebody's going to throw the entire kitchen at you, you need to be able to, you know, fight back, throw back some punches and come out with a W and the Rams did just that. And then sitting at number one, Arizona Cardinals, 7-0. Not much to really say about this team other than they are the best in the league right now, doing what they do best, beating down the good teams, beating down the bad teams. What else could you really want from the Arizona Cardinals? I don't know, man. They are looking good. They continue to just dominate week in and week out. It's a little early to talk about an undefeated season, but they're trending in the right direction. That's all I got to say about Arizona. That is my power rankings for week number eight. Again, let me know in the comment section down below what you think. Am I getting things right? Am I getting things wrong? Defend your team in the comments. Just be cool about it. I'll catch you guys on a Thursday with a game day preview for Thursday night. We got Packers, Arizona should be a really good one, uh, depending on how COVID decides who gets to play or not, because it sounds like there's a little bit of issues with some players potentially missing the game, but overall should be a good game. I'll see you guys Thursday. Have a good rest of your week and a good start to your Monday.